Lesson 8 of How to Think Like Jesus Christ. I am, therefore you are. One of the most famous sayings in philosophy is René Descartes' I think, therefore I am. Jesus, who knows a little bit better, says I am, therefore you are. A vital stage in you and I having the mind of Christ and thus learning to think like Jesus, the Christ, is to realise who he is defines who you are. Yes, who he is defines who we are. We'll come back to who you and I are in a minute. But first, let's realise just how profoundly the Apostle Paul understood this, even though, like you and me, he never met Jesus personally in the flesh. Here's the beginning of Philippians chapter 2, with a bit of emphasis added in my voice. If, therefore, there is any exhortation in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any tender mercies and compassion, make my joy full by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, doing nothing through rivalry or through conceit, but in humility, each counting others better than himself. Each of you, not just looking to his own things, but each of you also to the things of others. Have this in your mind, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being made in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes, the death of the cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave to him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the mind of Christ. Okay, we're going to look at one of my favourite passages, a couple of favourite passages now. And then before Abraham was, I am. This is a real turning point. John 8 brings us to a great divide between the religious professionals of Jesus' day and the true believers. Here are verses 58 and 59. Jesus said to them, Most certainly, I tell you, before Abraham came into existence, I am. This is a direct claim and reference to Exodus 3.14, which we'll look at in a minute. He goes on, Therefore they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple, having gone through the middle of them and so passed by. Jesus is Yahweh incarnate. He is eternal. Exodus 3.14 says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, You shall tell the children of Israel this, I am has sent me to you. One of my favourite manifestations of the divine name on Jesus' lips is in the Garden of Gethsemane, where the use of the name throws his enemies to the ground. Listen to this, it's brilliant. Here it is in the beginning of John chapter 18. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden into which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Judas then, having taken a detachment of soldiers and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore knowing all the things that were happening to him, went out and said to them, Who are you looking for? 
they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. He said to them, I am. Judas also, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When therefore he said to them, I am, they fell backward and fell to the ground. Yes, at the name of Yahweh in Jesus. Jesus is Yeshua. Yahweh is salvation. Every knee must, is compelled to bow down. John 18 verse 5 is most emphatic in the Greek. Ego, as the word we would say in English, ego in the Greek, ego amy, I am. And John 8 verse 58 is most emphatic in the Greek too. Ego amy, a deliberate claim to be Yahweh incarnate. Whom do people say that I am? Jesus asked the disciples. Peter confesses him as the Christ. You are the Christ, the son of the living God, and gets blessed. And in John, we enjoy many verses explaining who the Father is, who Jesus is, and thus who we are in him. It is an important matter of I am, therefore you are. As Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. We are one and the same. We are the body of Christ. If I lost my head in an assault and my body was lying there, they would say, there's Lex, or at least there's his body. You and I are one with Christ and within Christ. He is the head, we are the body. He is the vine, we are the branches. Of course, we must stay connected to the vine stock. Rebellion, disobedience and idolatry will cut us off temporarily from the vine stock. So it's important to be quick to repent and get back under the covering of Jesus's blood. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. This is what Jesus says to us because the word is our first priority in terms of doing the part that we can do. Jesus said to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, didn't he? You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. And of course, they'd spent their lives learning the scriptures. But he was saying, you don't know them. You're not intimately involved with the scriptures. We must fill up our hearts in abundance with the word of God. And there's never been an easier time for us to get the word of God in all its richness. That will lead naturally to the word flowing out of hearts, our hearts. And through the spout, where the blessings come out, that's your mouth and mine. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then there is worship, time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, who will show us the Father through Jesus as our great high priest. In fact, it's clear from the scriptures that because of Jesus being our great high priest, the curtain's veil has been torn from top to bottom so that we may enter into the holy presence of God without fear or condemnation or trembling. I think there's a bit of trembling there because I still have that deep respect for God. But you know what I mean? There's no, there's no doubt about our salvation. I was struck yesterday by the privilege, responsibility and severity of these words from the Apostle Peter. If anyone speaks, let it be as if it were the very words of God. First Peter 4.11. Now he's talking about if anyone preaches there, but that's not how the Lord laid it on my heart. Let's read that as if every single word that proceeds out of our mouth should be honouring to God. If anyone speaks, let it be as if it were the very words of God. James, the apostle, is very, very clear that if we get control of our tongues what comes out of our mouths, uh, we contain the whole body as well. It is the word of God coming in, the word of God going out, and worship. Word in, word out, worship. 
At this point of writing and sharing this recording, that means that 99% of what has come out of my mouth must change in future. Once we really begin to understand this, we can really start proclaiming our I am affirmations and in the process reprogram our minds so that our minds might be renewed and that we might be transformed from one degree of glory to another, transfigured. For example, I am abiding. I am abiding in the vine, in Christ, and his words abide in me. I am the brother of Christ, or I am the sister of Christ. I am becoming more like Jesus every day. As I gaze upon him in the scriptures, I am being transformed and transfigured from one degree of glory to another by the Spirit. In his sight, and because of his blood, I am holy, blameless, and free from accusation. I am holy. I am blameless. I am free from accusation. So what are you going to say about yourself from now on? The mind of Christ in you must change the way you see yourself. And if you change the way you see yourself, reprogramming your mind, renewing your mind, then you must change what you say about yourself. So let's commit to empowering I am statements henceforth. I am. Amen.